So I wanted to, I'm, I'm Adrian, by the way, for, for those of you that may not know me. Um, and I wanted to start the, the message off today with, with kind of asking, asking a question. You know, is, is if you could be, if you could have any superpower, what would it be? Right? If you could have any superpower, what would it be? I mean, I think that the majority of us are kind of enamored by the idea of, of having superpowers or people having superpowers. I mean, when you think of the different kind of movies that we watch or the different kind of movies that come out, right? You've got, you've got Star Wars, you know, you've got these guys that are able to control the force and, and kind of have superpowers. You, you've got the Avengers, Right? You've got all these different characters with these different kind of really special abilities and, and special superpowers. You know, you've, I, I guess we'd have to throw those DC guys in there too. I mean, they've got some powers. You know, they can do a few things. Um, you know, and, and think about it, like what our kids watch, right? And, and, and maybe some of us watch, right? These, these animated shows. Like, I don't know if you guys have heard of like Dragon Ball Z, right? I mean... I like that cartoon, right? I mean, and then, then what my kids are into, uh, Naruto. You know, all these characters with all these, these different kind of special abilities and powers. And so if you could choose which special ability or which power you could have, what would it be? Well, you know, um, the truth is, is, is if you've put your trust in Jesus Christ, right, if, if, if you believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross to, to forgive you of your sins and that by trusting in him, you, you come into a relationship with Jesus Christ, you've, God is, is giving you the gift of the Holy Spirit, well, I want you to know that, that God has given you superpowers that we call spiritual gifts. Right, you know, we've, we've kind of started off this, or going through this series, you know, you are here, and, and, and talking about the, the pursuit of God, right? If you remember last week, we talked about that, that kind of that, that first step in the pursuit of God is, is what we just talked about, putting your faith in Jesus Christ, believing that he did everything that was required for you to have a relationship with God, and that now you're indwelt by the Holy Spirit, empowered by God himself, well, the, the second step in our pursuit of God is, is finding out what pleases God and doing it, right? We, we say it's honoring God, right? That's the, the second step in that, that full circle pursuit of God, being a, a full circle Christian, if you remember. It's living to honor God. You see, pursuing God, being a, a Christian isn't just about, you know, about being saved and one day when, when our life is over here making it to heaven, right? Pursuing God is about much more than, than that. I mean, pursuing God is, is about being part of, of the body of Christ, right? I mean, the Bible talks about the body of Christ being the, the, the body of believers. All those people throughout time that have put their trust in Jesus right? We're the body of Christ. We, we represent Jesus Christ, his character, and his ministry here on earth today, right? This, this is what it means to, to pursue God, that we're, we're being transformed into the image of Christ. But we all know God knows that we're not perfect, 
right? God knows that we've made mistakes, and this is why he's given us the Holy Spirit, right? The, the Holy Spirit that lives inside of us, that, that transforms us from the inside out, transforming us into the image of Christ, empowering us to live lives that honor God. So this is why God, with, in the power of the Holy Spirit, gives us spiritual gifts. Now, I, you know, I can't say that as you grow in your spiritual gift that you're going to be able to, you know, to make uh, balls of energy appear out of your hands. You're probably not going to fly, right? It might not look, well, it's probably not going to look like those TV shows or cartoons that I've mentioned. But you have spiritual gifts. You've been empowered by God himself. And this is what we're going we're gonna to talk about today. This is what we're going to talk about today. What is your gift? How have you been empowered by the Holy Spirit? How have you been empowered by God himself. And to do this, we're going we're gonna to look at a passage in, in 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 12. We're going to be looking between verses 4 and 11. But, but while you're, you're turning there and getting ready for that, I want to kind of give you a definition of a spiritual gift. See, a, a spiritual gift is a God-given ability or a God-enhanced ability you receive to serve him and his people. See, spiritual gifts are our God-given, Holy Spirit-empowered abilities given to you by God to serve God and others. So I, I want you to, the first thing I want you to understand this morning is that, that God has given you a unique gift, a, a unique gift. You know, when uh, earlier this week on Monday, I had to travel out of town, and, and so, you know, when that big storm came in Monday morning, you know, I, I left the house at about 4.30 that morning, headed down to the airport. I mean, and the roads were bad, right? Driving in snow tip usually doesn't bother me at all, but on this trip, it was something a little bit different. I mean, you couldn't see the lines in the road. Uh, you know, some of you probably were out there too, but you couldn't see the lines in the road. I mean, they hadn't been plowed, and so I, I'm driving down, you know, I'm good driving in snow. I'm comfortable just, just cruising, right, 50 miles an hour. That was within the, the weather range, I felt. And so I'm on the freeway, and, and I hit this patch, right, and, and my back end starts kind of fishtailing, right? But, hey, I know the rule. Just a little correction. Don't overcorrect. So I do a little correction, straightens out for a second, and then swings the other way. Stay calm. Foot off the gas, little correction, don't overcorrect. So I, I hit the wheel the other way, right? It corrects, and then it the, swings the other way. And at that point, I realized I'm not getting out of this, right? I mean, and, and the exact words I said was, Lord, please. Now, I was driving in the middle lane, okay, because you couldn't see any lines. I figured I'm going to give myself plenty of room on each side, right? I'm, I'm not stupid, Plenty of room on each side, okay? 
But as this car started swinging around and I noticed I was looking at people coming towards me, I realized I was in a little bit of trouble, okay? And I ended up running against the barrier, you know, hitting the, bar the barrier between the lanes and sliding back to a, basically to a stop looking at oncoming traffic. Now, during this whole thing, I wanted a superpower, right? I, I wanted to be able to put my foot through the floorboard and dig into the road and stop myself from spinning around, right? But I didn't get that superpower right then. The only superpower I had at that moment was the superpower of the clinch. And I, it wasn't a wrestling move, and I wasn't clinching the steering wheel, right? My seat still hasn't recovered. But, but what, the reason why I say that, what I want you to know is we don't get to pick our spiritual gifts, even in moments like that, right? We don't get to pick our spiritual gifts. These gifts are, are given to us from God. Now, now think about it. If anybody was to give you some kind of a gift, right, especially a spiritual gift, wouldn't you want it to be somebody that knows you, right? I'm telling you, God knows you, right? God knows your weaknesses. God knows your strengths. God knows your desires, your, your passions, your dreams, now, if anybody was to give you a spiritual gift, wouldn't you, wouldn't you want it to be that person? Be that, that, that one person that knows exactly what's right for you, right? To know the gift that, that fits you perfectly. God picks our gifts. So let's look at 1 Corinthians and, and let's see what... Uh, what, what it says about these spiritual gifts. 1 Corinthians 12, 4 through 6. There are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same Spirit is the source for them all. Now, now before I go on, let me, let me just, just preface this, right? Because sometimes when, when we start talking about spiritual gifts, it can be difficult to understand, Right? I mean, there's a lot involved in it, and this morning we're not going to go into every little detail about what every little gift is or anything like that. But, but you're not alone if, if the idea of spiritual gifts is, is a tad bit confusing to you right now. You're not alone, right? Because Paul is writing this passage to, to the church in Corinth who, who are struggling with spiritual gifts as well. And so it's, you're not alone. Spiritual gifts can be a little bit difficult to understand, but, but let's continue. There are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same Spirit is the source of, all, of them all. There are different kinds of service, but we serve the same Lord. God works in different ways, but it is the same God who does the work in all of us. You see, what, what, what Paul is, is trying to get us to understand about spiritual gifts is that they look different, right? They, they look different. We don't all share the same spiritual gift, right? My spiritual gift may look different than your spiritual gift, right? Remember, he, he knows us. He, he's giving us the gift that is perfect for us. Not everyone has the same gifts 
But the giver, the one who is giving the gift, is the same. Now, when we, when we use that spiritual gift, right, it might look different, right? I mean, we, may, we might both have the same spiritual gift, but when we use it, it doesn't have to be used the same. But the person that's the, the, the giver, the one who's orchestrating the use of that gift is the same. You see, spiritual gifts, not only are they different, but sometimes they serve different needs. Not all of us have the same gift. There's not one person that has all the spiritual gifts, and so they're going to look different. They're going to be used different. They're going to serve people different. Our spiritual gifts may look different and serve different needs, but they come from the same God. Now, another thing that we need to remember is just because we have a spiritual gift doesn't mean that we're spiritually mature, right? I mean, think about it. When we put our trust in Jesus and, and, and we have the, the Spirit comes and dwells in us, we have this new life, uh, a relationship with God, are we spiritually mature? No. We grow in our relationship with God, don't we? We grow up spiritually. We mature. And it's the same way with our spiritual gifts. When we, as we use our spiritual gifts to serve others, we grow and mature in our spiritual gifts as well. We grow and mature in our spiritual gifts as well. Now, did you catch what I say? What I said? When we use our spiritual gifts to serve others, we grow and mature in them. And this is because the gifts is given to you to pass on to others. See, God doesn't give us spiritual gifts so that, that we can use it as a source of pride, right? He, he, he doesn't give us this, this spiritual empowering so that we can, so that we can use it to, to get big heads or to, to elevate ourselves above other people. This isn't why God has given us these gifts. He doesn't give us these gifts to, to manipulate people or, or, or to, to use them for our own advantage. Look at what, what Paul says in, in verse 7 about that a spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. You know, another translation of that says uh, that spiritual gifts are given to us for the common good. You see, you are not the common good. You're part of the common good, but you are not all of the common good yourself. Does that make sense? The gifts are given for us to serve, to serve others. You see, sometimes we have this temptation. You know, we have the, the temptation to, to use the, the gifts ourselves. And, and this is exactly what was happen, happening in the Corinthian church, 
right? They were, they were using their gifts not to serve others, but to benefit themselves, right? This is why there was some, they were having some problems, right? They were holding the wrong idea about gifts that, that some gifts and the way that some gifts manifested themselves made those people that had those gifts more important than, than these other gifts over here, right? They kind of created levels for gifts. If you had certain gifts, you were more important. You were more empowered. None of that was true. You see, this isn't what God wants. This isn't how God wants us to use our gifts. Because every gift that God has given, right, every gift that God has given to you is important and valuable. Every gift that God has given to somebody else is important and valuable. I mean, think about this. If, if, if the church, right, if, if everybody that was gifted in the church had the same exact gift, can you imagine how unbalanced the church would be as the church is serving the community around it? If everybody had the exact same gift, can you imagine how many people we would be missing out on, on actually serving and, and, and sharing God with? This is why God gifts us uniquely, right? Giving us individual gifts so that as we come together as the, the body of Christ, the body of believers representing Jesus Christ here on earth, that we, be, that we represent him completely as we come together with our different gifts. You know, this, I'm sitting here reading this, this, this kind of next little point over, and, and it's, kind of, it's kind of a challenging one, I think. Because I, I you know, I'm just like you. I, I struggle with this too, right? We live busy lives. We've got a lot of things that, that uh, distract us, that confuse us, right? But, but that, that point I made about, about representing Jesus Christ and his character and his ministry on earth, this is something that we can only do together. Again, the different gifts making up the body of Christ here on earth as a witness to God to lead people to Christ. But you know, not all of us use our gifts. Not all of us use our gifts. And so where does that leave that church? Where does it leave the church and, and, and how the church is representing Jesus Christ if we're not using our gifts? You know, the last kind of point that I, I want to bring up is even though using our spiritual gifts is about serving others, there's actually joy that comes through knowing and using your gift. You know, have you, have you ever met anybody that, that won a brand new car, right? And the first thing they did with that brand new car is they drove, they put it in their garage, they put the dust cover over it. Maybe they even jacked it up and took the tires off, right? Right? Stacked them on the shelf, covered the tires too, right? Got the dust cover on the car. And every time you see them, they talk about how much joy they have in owning that vehicle that sits in their garage that they never drive. It doesn't ever happen, right? 
It doesn't happen because the guy is not getting any joy out of the car that's sitting in his garage that he doesn't get to experience. Right? The joy comes from the, the joy comes from the excitement of using the vehicle. And it's the same with our spiritual gifts. Right? The, the joy that you can experience in using your, your, you can only experience the joy of your spiritual gift by using it. So I guess we need to discover what our spiritual gifts are and discover how, how to actually use them. Well, as Paul continues on in, in his passage, he, he begins to explain or he begins to mention some of these spiritual gifts. So we're going to read through several verses here. To one person, the Spirit gives the ability to give wise advice. To another, the same Spirit gives a message of, of special, special knowledge. The same Spirit gives great faith to another. And to someone else, one Spirit gives the gift. The one Spirit gives the gift of healing. He gives one person the power to perform miracles and another the ability to prophesy. He gives someone else the ability to discern whether a message is from the Spirit of God or from another spirit. Still another person is given the ability to speak in unknown languages, while another is given the ability to interpret what is being said. It is the one and only Spirit who distributes all these gifts. He alone decides which gift each person should have. And so not only are we reminded that God is the giver of the gift, and he gives different gifts to different people. These gifts look differently. These gifts serve differently. But we also have a, a list of, of some of the many gifts that God might give. Now, this, this passage here, these, these gifts that are lifted, listed off, I believe are gifts that, that Paul specifically lists because the Corinthian church was having a little bit of difficulty understanding these gifts and their role. These were the, the gifts that were possibly being misused in the church. But they are, are a good example of some of the gifts that, that God may give. You, you, we see the gift of, of wisdom and knowledge, right? Kind of the, the ability to bring spiritual insight to, to, you know, at most needed situations for people. Again, these, these gifts are, are, are given to you to serve others, right? The, the gift of faith, you know, just, just believing that, that God is who he says he is, believing that, that God is faithful to his promises, even in difficult situations where it just doesn't seem like that's true, right? That gift can be a, a blessing to many people as, as an encouragement when others are going through difficult times. Lifts gifts of, of healing, miracles, prophecy, the gift of, of discernment, kind of being able to tell if, if something is, is really from God or from something else, right? The Bible, even in, in other passages of the Bible, we, we see other gifts that, that God has given to people, that he gives to, to those in his church. We see gifts of, of serving, you know, just, just having that special knack of, of taking care of needs of, of people, both inside and outside of the church. The gift of evangelism, you know, just that, that, that way that you're able to share the truth of, of Jesus Christ to people. 
and, and helping them understand that, that it's easy for them to share it as well, right? The gift of administration. You know, some of us aren't as organized as other people, and some of us have, have been given a gift of organization where, where the church is really kind of held together and, and operating effectively as a body, right? The gift of, of hospitality, right? Just that, that ability to, to make people feel welcome, that, that ability to make people feel at home, whether it's at church here, at some kind of a church event or, or outreach, or, or the invitation of people into your home and making them feel like they're right at home, right? That, that gift of mercy, right? Showing, showing, just showing compassion to others. The gift of helps, just the gift of, of helping people in their greatest need. Again, just some of the many gifts that, that God gives to those who have put their trust in him. And I actually believe that, that God, right, God provides all the gifts necessary for his church to serve those within the church and to serve those outside of the church. But again, the question comes back to, are we all using our gifts are we all using our gifts? You know, maybe the question that you, that you have is, well, I, I, man, I don't know what my gift is. Right? Tell me my gift and, and, I, and I'll serve. I'll use it. Well, guess what, man? I, I'm sorry. I don't know what your gift is either. But you can find out. Right? And so here, this is how you do it. So this is how you figure out what your spiritual gift is right? The first step, you've got to put your trust in Jesus, right? I mean, remember, we're, we're, we're sinful, right? We've got that sinful nature that we struggle with, but God sent Jesus to give his life on the cross to pay for that sin so that we could have a relationship with God. And when we put our trust in Jesus, that spirit comes and lives, dwells within us, transforms us from the inside out, and we're empowered and given these spiritual gifts to honor God with our lives. The second thing, after you put your trust in Jesus, we've got to remember that the whole foundation of these spiritual gifts is serving others. So how do you discover what your spiritual gift is? Start serving others. Don't wait until it's written on the blackboard that what your specific spiritual gift is. Start serving others. And matter of fact, I would say that I, I'm not, I don't think it really matters if you can give your spiritual gift a name. Start serving others. See, don't, don't pass up the, the obvious opportunity that God presents you. Right? And, and let me tell you how God presents you opportunities to serve others. Somebody asks you for help. There's an opportunity. I have yet to hear God's, God's voice, but yet God has talked to me quite a bit. God uses other people. If somebody asks for help and you can help them, serve them, help them. 
If there's a, a need at, at the church that somebody is asking for help and, and, and you're not serving, volunteer and, and serve there. Start serving. And while you're serving, be praying and, and thinking about this. Be praying that, that God would open up the doors to the specific service that he's gifted you for while you're serving. You see, you can't have a, an attitude of service if you're just going to say, well, I can't serve there because that's not my gifting. Serve. And be asking yourself, you know, be asking yourself, what, what things am I good at while you're serving now? What things am I good at? What things do, do people say that I'm good at? But the most important part is pick a place and start serving people. It's the foundation of all of our spiritual gifts. See, your, your spiritual superpower, if you've put your trust in Jesus, you have a spiritual superpower. You have a spiritual gift. Again, it's not going to let you shoot energy balls out of your hand. You're not going to cut steel with your eyes. You're not going to stop falling buildings, right? You're not going to stop runaway trains, right? I mean, that's the truth. That's not going to happen. But if you're willing to discover your gift and you're willing to use it to serve other people, I promise you that you will Right? And better yet, God will change the world and the people around you by working through your gift that he has designed specifically for you and make the world around you a better place. So, you know, obviously we want to give you opportunities to take that step putting your trust in Jesus, the first step. There'll be leaders up front that would love to talk with you, explain to you what that means. But we also want to give you opportunities of exploring what your spiritual gift might be and serving. And if Pastor Jeff could come up and kind of explain what those opportunities could be for you.